Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, hello, James. This is our podcast. This is our podcast, the only podcast we'll ever have that counts. Possibly. I don't know. I'm just trying to put my way through this podcast. Don't start a podcast by doing that. It's no good. All right. So <laughs> this podcast is all the things that we are watching and doing and listening to and things. Yeah. You had a really good idea that uh, we both consume a lot of stuff in our lives because we have more time at home than the regular <laughs> person we does. we live at home yeah. with our dog and our kid. And I spend a lot of time editing and half watching things or reading things. Uh, while I while I do that, and every now and then something grabs your attention. It certainly does, James. Yeah. And also because we have a lot of time at home mm. together, we often talk about them. And this yeah. is the easiest podcast we could do without having to do a lot of research. Yes. Now, with my other podcast, which some people may be aware of, the Weekly Planet podcast on various oh, platforms. Not many people. Just a few. Some people. Such but, a uh, big <laughs> deal. You're such a big deal. Thank you. Finally, someone said it. But. Uh, <laughs> We do have, we have a segment called What Are We Reading? What Are We Going to Read? Which is basically things that we've looked at. And uh, I kind of, this is a good way to kind of expand on that and talk about things for a little bit longer. Because I know people often want to hear kind of more in-depth thoughts on things that, uh, that have been, you know, watched or read or whatever. But we don't really have the time to go get into it. Correct. And Mr. Yeah. Sunday Movies, what are the other things that you're looking one and reading the, and watching? One in? of the two things that I do in my life. That's right. Exactly. Those two things, yeah. So we only have half an hour. Yeah. Time limit, James. It's short. That's sharp. good. I like it. Yeah, cool. And then we want people to send us recommendations of their own. Yeah, absolutely. On Sounds Twitter good. at Mrs. Sunday Movies. And Mr. Sunday Movies. Uh-huh. You should change that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm such a feminist. I didn't even change my own name, but I'm shameless when it comes to self promotion. And I will steal your name. I don't know. Anyway, I'm usually on Instagram. I'm even on Twitter. This is boring. Let's jump straight in, <laughs> sir. Yes. All right, you go first. Are you sure? Yeah, you gentlemen's first. Was that the rule? All right, I'll take that. Now, Uh, now look, this is kind of an easy transition from a thing that, you know, I would probably normally talk about, which I haven't. Uh, Netflix movies are are hit and miss for me. There's some good ones, like I quite liked Always Be My Maybe. I recently watched that Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston one that like 30 million people watched in the first four minutes it was out or whatever. Really? Why? It's not bad. It's fine. Like, I'm not a huge fan of most of his movies. No. But it's kind of, it's fun. It's got a, it's got a good cast. Like it won't change your life, but there's some good stuff in it. Really? Yeah. Because I see Adam Sandler and I immediately turn off. He's not without talent though. That's the thing. I think he's a gen- he has been and like his recent stand-up special was apparently quite good and he, he is, a, he has been a good comic and he has made good movies and he can act. Yeah. With the wedding singer. Classic. Yes, exactly. But he's like done more serious stuff as well. Like funny people goes for a thousand years and it's not a great movie, but if you look, but he's really good in that and if you whittled it down. Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh. Anyway, he's good. I think he's good. Like, he just makes a bunch of crap with his friends for a lot of money. And why not? <laughs> if people are going to throw him money, good luck to it's him. It's interesting that you yeah. would not be judgmental of someone making money from hanging out with your mates. Yeah, and just making crap. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but Netflix does a lot of kind of mid-tier sci-fi stuff, which is kind of like okay stuff. We watched that one, I think you fell asleep, where Anthony Mackie is in a balloon 
and he uh, and, and the world's ending and there's a woman oh, who's trying yeah. to uh, make the air breathable on Earth. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, but I genuinely fall asleep yeah, with most things. It's kind of middling. But one of the I recently watched one of the best movies I've seen this year, and that was um, I Am Mother, which we actually watched together. Yes, we did. Yeah, this kind of thing is right up my alley. Uh, of like. Of you know, like oh. a like a weird dystopian future and robot AI and like depressing. <laughs> it's literally scenarios. all yeah. of the things that you love all in one yeah. film. It really is. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like if you've ever seen Ex Machina, it's a bit of that. Have you ever seen uh, the movie Sunshine? Movie, yeah, a little bit Perhaps. like that. Uh, Clover Ten Cloverfield Lane, which I don't think you've seen because it's mm. it's all set in a bunker in the future. But for those who haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it here. It's about a woman who uh, or a girl who's raised by a robot, by an AI. And the AI, it's an all-female cast as well. It's got like yeah. Hilary Swank. Uh, the woman's name is uh, Clara Rugged Larson. Uh, she's new-ish, I assume. Uh, Rose Byrne is the voice of the robot. But there is a dude in, in the robot suit. So I guess it's not all of a female <laughs> oh, cast. Women. Yeah, for the girls and the one dude. And the one dude, yeah. He, to, he probably couldn't breathe for the, the month that he had to wear <laughs> that the suit. The robot is voiced by Rose Byrne. Yes, that's right. I thought her voice sounded familiar. Yeah, yeah that's it. And look, it's it's harrowing, and it's and and there is like kind of twists upon twists, but it's not. Well, you saw it. It's not. It doesn't seem to be trying to trick you. It's just like the, the natural progression of things is kind of, and the way it plays out is really interesting. I found the the end scenario kind of conflicting, but kind of hopeful, but kind of devastating. It's this weird blend, and you kind of, I, I've kind of thought about it a lot, and I'm like, no, I think that's maybe best case scenario. <laughs> I guess for, that world? for this particular world, I think. Yeah, but it's kind of stuck with me and I've been wanting to go back and watch it. And uh, well, anyway, what did you think? You, you saw it. Yeah, well, I kind of didn't want to see it because as uh, you often do, you show me terribly, horribly. I try not con- to do that confronting anymore. <laughs> films, and I used to quite enjoy it. And then I kind of get angry at you halfway yeah. through when it's too terrible. Yes. I think since we had um, our son, I just get really depressed about things. So, yeah. or, or like, like Black Mirror. You I like to that. think you've always been depressed about things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's been married to you. No, not really. I enjoyed it a lot though. Oh, good. I yeah. really did. And I was glad that it wasn't super graphic or anything. No, it wasn't, it wasn't of, was it? Yeah. No, it was, and it, I liked the pace of it, even though it's really not got very many sets in, in turn. Like most of it is set in one spot really. Yeah. And I, I think partly I liked it so much because I really liked the lead actress. Yes, she was really good. Yeah, yeah. she was really She's a little great. bit older than she's supposed to be in the movie, in real life. I think yeah. she's like early 20s. But you wouldn't you wouldn't know that. Like she plays it really well. Yeah, really, yeah. really well. Kind of great, really kick-ass, but also quite vulnerable. Yeah. And that thing that happens in film and books and everything that we always talk about, the choices that she makes are all choices that you think you pers- you possibly could make or yes. would make. Yes. You know, the thing that annoys me the most when I see a film is when a scenario is set up, however outlandish, and the character makes choices that you wouldn't make. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's frustrating. Like, why yeah. would you go into that or, dark room? Or not or even what that you wouldn't make, what they wouldn't make. Because yes, people exactly. can make mistakes, obviously, in movies, but there needs to be like a justification for that particular yeah, action. Yeah, exactly. And I just, I really could see her thinking throughout the film yeah. and why she made the choices she did and then 
the choices that she makes at the end of the film and you understand why she made them and you can see why she did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hilary Swank's great too. She's really good. Yeah. She's always great. Surprise Hilary Swank appearance. Yeah. I would say if don't watch any of the trailers if if you haven't. Uh, if this if you like those kind of movies that mentioned then i think you'd probably like this the other thing i, I didn't realize this until after i was looking into it uh the director grant uh spator is a perth filmmaker in his first time oh, film really? so yeah so that's really really impressive so it's yeah super impressive mm. anyway we got to move it along we've we only got, got half an hour <laughs> we do goodness gracious what have you got all right so i yeah i really do oh, one other thing i just wanted to mention about that that film was the face of the robot with the sliding oh uh, yeah right it's hard to kind of because there is that uncanny valley yeah we don't have time to get into it but it's a good design yeah it's, yeah, it's a good design okay yeah. moving fast paced along let's Move along. All right. My recommendation, um, the first one, is the author Jane Harper, James. Okay. I've been reading a lot. I've been reading because I'm more well, look at than you. you. Yes. No, so cultured. You definitely read more than me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you read a lot of comics. We'll get to that in that a second. That doesn't count. Well, let <laughs> me tell you what does count. And Okay. I don't know. The Dry by Jane Harper was her mm. first novel. Okay. Um, Jane Harper is an Australian journalist and she's been a journalist for a really long time. And I thought you might really like her backstory as well as the actual novel. So The Dry and then also Force of Nature and The Lost Man, they're her three books they're all set in sort of rural Australia, so right. in the outback or um, in farming country during the drought. And she manages to really capture that essence of being remote and what yeah, it means right. for you as a human being living on kind of the fringes, I guess. Because you've, that way. well, we've both done quite yeah. a bit of that. Yeah. And you really get a sense of the scope of the Australian landscape in her in her novels. Barren. Bar- dry. Bo- boring. Nothing as far as the eye <laughs> You'll can die. see. Everyone's losing their mind a little. Everyone is, which, yeah. And I think we nearly, can't we sort of did too. What was interesting about all of these is they're sort of, they're thrillers really yeah. um, and sort of mysteries, like crime mysteries. Is it like murders. small town stories? Yeah. Uh, is that the idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the central one, the one that she started with, the dry, begins with a murder. And so she likes to put all of the kind of backstory. This isn't a spoiler because it's it's opens the novel. Sure. A family is murdered in a um, in a fictional town called Kiwara, which is um, in regional Victoria. And it kind of centers around the town and they're all, like the families there are quite drought stricken. So um, there's a lot of kind of tension within the community anyway. This family is murdered. Um, the whole family. The whole family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're all trying to figure out who, who it is. And then there's a central kind of detective who is an outsider but grew up in the town and comes back. And he's kind of a great protagonist. He gets dragged back in. He doesn't. He want does. To he dragged gets dragged back, back in for he reasons thought, he unknown. He thought he got out, but they got him. They got yeah, him. it's it's pretty much that. And yeah. so he's he's a, you know a detective in the big city now, but he has to come back in, and he's kind of hated by the whole town, and the reason why kind of unfolds, mm. and it's somehow connected to the murder of this family. Right. Okay. Um, so it's really, really interesting. It's become sort of like a phenomenon, this book has sold crazy worldwide. What was it called, sorry? The Dry. The Dry, yeah. We'll, we'll link all this in the bottom. We actually, will. So, yeah, yeah, we will. Mm. I've, I'm starting a document with links already. Yeah. Um, but what I thought you would find really interesting We'll is actually, see about that. Well, I think so, <laughs> is Jane Harper herself, the author. Yes. So um, not only are her books really gripping and page-turning, but she only started writing novels in 2014. So The Dry was her first right. and became like an international bestseller. So she's written three in like five years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. And the way that she does 
at least what I thought you would find interesting. We'll see. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because she basically had always had this idea for a novel. And she was a journalist and wrote a lot for newspapers, but had always wanted to create a novel. And then decided one day, well, effort, I'm just going to start. So she signed up for an online writing course where you had to put in a synopsis and the opening chapter of the book. Okay. And so she did that to submit to join the writing course. And then because she got accepted, then she had to do it. She only had a short time frame. She had like 12 weeks or something. Right. And so she treated it like a job. So at the end of every day, she had an extra hour. She'd come home from work, still in her work clothes, sit down at her desk and write for just an hour. That was all she had. Then she'd take her work gear off and then go and watch Netflix. Yeah. Um, but that's how she wrote the whole novel. And because she had to submit chapters to this online writing course and she was, you know, pregnant when she wrote her second one, she did the mm. same thing there, but she was working full time at the time. And it kind of reminded me a bit of how you did the podcast yourself. When I was pregnant, yeah. When you were pregnant yeah. with the podcast. <laughs> The weekly planet. No, because you would work full time and yeah. then come home and then work again. Yeah. And because she was under time pressure, she just had to get something out. She said, There really, is something about that infinite yeah. time kind of gives you infinite excuses. Yeah, yeah. it does, doesn't mm. it? And you just, every day kind of rolls into the next. Yeah, and, boy, does it. And suddenly you're staring down the barrel of 50, <laughs> having never achieved anything. Not that I'm looking at you. Claire's 49, James. everybody, just so you know. <laughs> No. She looks great. But... Hey, you always confuse my age. I'm 30. I don't even know. How I've convinced I? Claire she's a year older than she is over years. I think it's not 33. But you've kind of incepted this idea over time. You do that. Yeah. yeah. You're two years younger than me. All right. So you're 34. No, I'm 33. <laughs> okay. I'll have to look it up later. I was born in 1995. 33, my friend. Yes. I'm 33, 34 very soon, just because you look as old as time. That's true, but that's only my hair and face. <laughs> and body, and presumably. Body, yes. um, anyway, back to Jane Harper and then we'll move along. Yeah, so that's how she did it. And now, now that she's become like an international bestseller, she's got herself an office. There's nothing on the walls. She goes there every day, nine to five, and she's just got a laptop. That is it. And it's yeah. not connected to the internet. There's no Wi-Fi. She doesn't bring her phone. She treats it like a job. How does she go on Twitter out. and Snapchat and Facebook and Instagram? Oh, look, I know. How does she do it all? I don't and know. And Tumblr and Vine. And, uh, and TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok is her favorite. And Vero. Look, she ha- look, she has an internet cafe down the road that she goes on to Vero. For. Okay, good. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, look, that's the all important And that Because there is so much stuff to consume or that you can consume. That yeah, I can see how there'd be people out there who would never do things, and that's a fear of mine. Like you never make anything because you just get caught in this loop of just watching and reading stuff. Yeah, he says exactly. on the podcast exclusively <laughs> devoted to that. Yeah, <laughs> to that. But I just I really liked her business like approach to it. Yeah, and she said she was really clinical in the way that she sets up her chapters as well, and you can see that in a lot of bestsellers. It's really obvious. But it's still great. Did she write an outline or did she just kind of go? No, she wrote an outline. Yeah. So she said she didn't treat it like a kind of heartfelt from the sky imaginary, like absorb herself in the writing. She was really clinical. She wrote the synopsis and then she would, at the end of each chapter, cut off deliberately three or four paragraphs so that it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Would finish on this really kind of cliff edge. Oh, right. Okay. Note. So it's a page turn. And that's that's what the dry is. Like the Da Vinci story. Code. Yeah, it is. It's genuinely like that. But better probably. But it is much better because her, the description of the, of the landscape and her research is so in-depth. So she really kind of captures. How many ways can you say, look, the, the land just went everywhere and everywhere. it was just dry and there's, <laughs> know, there's water somewhere, I guess. I yeah, well, it's you'd hot. be surprised, James. You can see the shimmering on the horizon. This is why you have not written a best-selling novel. She's that's great true. Anyway, I would highly recommend that. Her second book, The Force of Nature, is about um, a big group of people who go on a team bonding exercise, and one woman disappears. So it's in like the bush, and they're supposed to, they go camping for three days. Right. Um, that's my nightmare. A team yeah. bonding exercise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Actually. I would go missing. You would They'd hate be like, that. he's gone. And then they do a search party, and then they realize, oh, no, he's been at home for like four days. <laughs> it's for some kind of like accounting firm or something yeah. as well. So you would have hated that. That sounds right. Yeah. So a woman goes missing, and then it all unravels. And then the third one, The Lost Man, uh, is about this is terrifying. Okay. It's set in the outback. It opens with a guy who's found dead. Purely because he's been left, he left his car, and it's it's the outback. It's forty degrees in the middle of the Queensland yeah, desert, basically. Like minimum. Yeah. yeah. So you've only really got a couple of hours before you die of thirst yeah. because it's so hot out there. And he somehow gets separated from his vehicle, and they find him just dead at this um, place called the Stockman's Grave, and his brothers find him. Okay. So they're all farmers out there on these massive cattle And he would know better than to leave his car. Yeah, absolutely. And they find his car, and this is not a spoiler because it's in the first, the prologue, they find his car completely stocked with water, food, supplies, because they all know out there if you get stuck, that's it, you're gone. You know, extra Mm. petrol, there's nothing wrong with his car. And his car's only nine kilometres away. So he feasibly walked and left his vehicle, even though he knows better and he's found dead. And it's clear that he died on that spot. Yeah, he wasn't From dehydration. No, and you can see his struggle, like, because at that point you go mad Mm. with thirst. So it's clear he kind of writhed around in like a circle over this one spot. Mm. And then it unfolds. So I would highly recommend that. Moving right along. I think that is that is that it? No, seventeen minutes. God. Seventeen minutes. All right, let's do it. You're like, this is dragging up forever. No, no, I just didn't want to go over. Okay, so I've got, I've got like the seven minutes. Okay, good. All right, uh, this is actually a book I read over the summer holiday in Australia. Twelve minutes. So what what did you say? Eighteen minutes. No, it's, I, what did I say? Seven minutes? <laughs> yeah, seven or minutes? half of it. Okay. Yeah, because half, Claire. <laughs> but I'll probably do it in less, all right? All right. Because we chop. probably have to do a wrap up at chip the end chop, and be like, jam. hey, Hit us up on all our socials. No. Yeah. We don't have any socials. Maybe oh, yeah. we will. Maybe Continue. we will. Uh, yeah. So uh, this is also an Australian author. It won't be all Australian authors and, and directors, I'd imagine. We'll but only happens to be this exclusively. Week. Uh, this is called Boy Swallows Universe by Trent Dalton, who is, again, a journalist. And this is his first time novel. Uh, it's basically about 
uh, a boy and his brother who grow up in a kind of in a what's the what's the word town. They grew, no, they grew up in like a small like western uh, Sydney suburb in kind of a poorer neighborhood, and it's basically about their kind of growth together. It follows him from like childhood all the way up to when he's a young adult when he dreams of being a journalist for this for this big newspaper. And on the way, there's there's kind of elements of kind of mystery and magic, but they're very kind of toned down. And there is that sense of like, is any of that even real, or is it a coincidence, or are they going mad, or whatever? But it it's it's basically a crime story of this big crime boss that, that's in the community and is a huge part of, of Sydney, like in the upper and lower suburbs. And it's essentially, you know, he, he's because of this family, he, he's, he gets caught up in, in drugs and he loses family members, but because he kind of has no kind of standing in society, there's not, he can't, and he's a kid, there's, he can't really, it's about him kind of growing up and kind of dealing with these situations and then kind of getting a little bit of power and kind of unraveling the truth and all these kinds of things and trying to expose this situation. And it's really great. And I think Trent Dalton was, uh, I think he wrote like crime journal. Was it, he was a crime journalist. I don't know about that specifically. Do you know that? Have you heard of him? I certainly don't. Yeah. Look it up. I think you recommended me that book though before you'd read it. Like you said, you should read this. So it's apparently very good. And I went, yeah, yeah. And then I Googled like good book to read. And that one came up and, <laughs> and I did end up reading it. But yeah, no, I'd highly recommend it. And I... I don't read as many books as I, I would like to. I like I do I read a lot of comics because I like comics, but also because of um, my, my particular Work. job. But it was nice when we were on holiday to kind of sit down for a few days and just and not edit anything and just read a book. I'd kind of almost forgotten how to do it, which is embarrassing because I used to read a lot as a kid. But you know, it's kind of you really you sit down and you focus, and it sounds ridiculous, but it's it's a it's a skill <laughs> to sit there for that long. If that you, makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I think partly because... That sounds I'm, embarrassing, but yeah. No, I reckon you're mm. not alone at all. I think people often say that. Dave Warnicke from Podcast Book Sheets yeah. too. Because I think our brains are wired now to just absorb things fast yeah. and our phones are kind of flashing at yeah. us. And I'll do like an audio book or whatever as well. I, I don't have any problem with that because that's good if you're doing chores and, and whatever, but it was nice yeah. actually. So, yeah, so I recommend just reading a book that you... <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. I actually bought that on paper and you yeah. have it on your Kindle. I didn't know. I'd forgotten you had it, so I bought it yeah. on Kindle. But I've also lost my Kindle at the moment. So. Oh, no, I found it for oh, you. Oh, did you? In a drawer. Yes. I looked for it and I found it. It's good. You're Thank you. welcome. I recommend having a partner who will find you things. Agreed. Especially I'm, for your you. I'm really bad at <laughs> losing everything all the time. Anyway, what have you got, though? What's your final okay. thing? I just wanted to say something about Boys Holes Universe very yeah. quickly. It's got a little bit of magical-y elements yes, to it, too. Yes, it does. Did I say that? No. I'm pretty well, sure I did. did. Uh, maybe you're tuned out. There's bloody headphones on, Claire. I'll tell you this much. You don't even bloody listen. <laughs> I'll give you... Yeah, maybe Are I did say. Are you talking all the time? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I like your voice. Mm. I was looking at your cute face. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. You look so awkward Don't now. embarrass me in front of my podcast. Claire. I will. I'll embarrass you any day of the week. <laughs> it's part of my charm. Okay. The Boy Souls Universe. Excellent recommendation. Okay. My next one is one that I've talked to you about before as well, but I thought I would bring it up because I really enjoyed it. I've been listening to David Tennant does a podcast. Oh, I've yes. heard this is really good. From you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love David Tennant. Yeah. He's great. I know. Mm. Doctor Who and yep. all the things. Good Omens at the moment is a really great show on uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, I haven't watched that. What's that about? Yeah. Uh, well, we don't have time. Or maybe I'll talk about it we next do. time. We do. We've got eight minutes. Okay, it's basically about uh, it's the it's the apocalypse, and there's an angel and a demon, and one of them's David Tennant, and the other one's the guy who always plays Tony Blair, and 
<laughs> and it's kind of, I don't know if you've ever read like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and things like that. It's in that kind of style. It's like the, it's like universe ending and it's all serious and whatever, but it's also like crazy and wacky and stupid and nothing makes sense. Uh, a bit kind of, a bit kind of the good place as well. It's probably Ooh, a good I way like to kind of, but it's only Powell. six. And uh, Neil Gaiman uh, wrote it with Terry Pratchett, I believe, who is an author who died a few years back. And it's just going to be one season. It's like six episodes and then that's it. Anyway, sorry, what were you saying? No, that sounds really good. I it is really good. good omens. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Mm. You feel rushed by this time limit. I it's feel. good though. Okay. Just, get, just bloody get on with it. Okay, it's I'm good. No, not you. I meant it's just good to get on with it. But you specifically <laughs> okay, bloody so get on with it. David Tennant does a podcast. He's a podcast where he just yes. interviews people that are he fr- he's friends with, but he happens to be friends with like all these massive like celebrities. Olivia Coleman and correct. So the first one he does is the Olivia other Coleman. Doctor Who's probably yeah Jodie Whittaker. He does. Yeah. So the one, the first one I listen to is Olivia Coleman, who I love. And if you don't know, she's a British actress. Brilliant. She stars. She won the Oscar. She did for the yeah. favorite, yeah. which we saw together on a beach holiday. We did, and it was in between the, book readings. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, correct. And it was brilliant. Very dark, but hilarious and amazing. Yeah, and great. Olivia Coleman is just so funny. She's a comedian. I didn't realize she was so comedic because the first yeah, because she's in her... like spaced and she's been around for ages. Yes, yeah, yeah. so Shaun long. of the Dead. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, go and, on. yeah, and it's kind of how she crossed over into com- from comedy into serious acting, actoring. Yeah, but she's just gorgeous and cheeky, and, and they... hates being famous. Yeah, really mm. hates being famous and does it because she just loves the work. Yeah, and so I'd highly recommend listening to that one. She is just. I think because they starred together in Broadchurch. I gotta watch Broadchurch. Oh, you haven't yeah. seen no, that I've either. Seen it. That's yeah. like, it's a BBC um, murder TV show. It's quite old now. There's three seasons of it. Jodie Whittaker's in that as yes. well. Um, there's a I, this isn't a spoiler because it happens at the very start. There's a boy who's you keep found, saying that. I know. <laughs> I do keep saying that. There's a boy who's found dead on a beach and he's clearly fallen off a cliff. There's been somehow. a murder. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally the whole thing. And Olivia Coleman and David Tennant investigate. And David Tennant's your typical gruff policeman with a heart of gold. Typical. Typical is always angry all the time. And Olivia Coleman isn't a isn't a comedic actress in this at all. She's she plays it pretty yeah, she seriously. Does it all. Yeah, it's yeah, really brilliant. So it's just such a lovely listen when two people are friends. Yeah. As opposed to just being like an interview. Yeah, which which style. can also work if you're a good interviewer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or it can be a bit rambly, but um, I really enjoyed that one. Um, and there's another one that where he interviews who was married to Ben Affleck. What's oh, name? Jennifer Garner. Yes. I've got the list here of people he's interviewed. I just brought it up: Olivia Coleman, Whoopi Goldberg, Ian McCallum, John Hamm, uh, Catherine Tate, James Corden, Tina Fey. Like, there's some great names here. Yeah, yeah. It's huge. Anyway, Jennifer Garner. Sorry. Yeah, yeah Jen- I feel like I listened to quite a few. I of like them. Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Yeah, I really like her too, mm. and I don't think she does a lot of interviews yeah. that often in that candid kind of way. They're sitting on her couch after a few wines. Yeah. So right. you kind of feel like you're getting a secret kind of backs back. Does she yeah, talk about the marriage films. and things like that? No, they don't talk about yeah. the marriage. They do talk about the kids. They talk about Ben Affleck's back tattoo. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. You just Google it later. Oh. Everyone, if you haven't seen it, just Google it. Okay. Why is he losing his mind? He's, he's had a lot of problems, but his entire back is basically a full back tattoo of a colour phoenix rising from the ashes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, no. Because it's, like oh. it's not like a thing you go and get like... 
you'd get a quick smiley face. This is like it months, of, months it's like six months. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Sorry, and it's keep a going. phoenix rising from the ashes. Just oh, like Ben Affleck. God. That's right. Yeah. That's terrible. Anyway, she seems just really normal and great and she's known for her work ethic. Yeah. She works incredibly hard and she mainly talks a lot about Alias because that was kind of her breakout It was a huge TV show, show, yeah. Huge. Well, J.J. Abrams did, did a lot of that, who's now does like Star Wars and everything. Yeah. yeah. And she talks about how Alias is – of like they had no idea it was just a, another show, and yeah. that was sort of optioned, and and she it kind of just looks like another show. I get it; it's a spy, but she's yeah, she goes, puts on a disguise and dodges lasers or whatever. Exactly. But, yeah, um, and they took a chance on her because she was very green, really. Yeah, she, she was pretty young into, into yeah. the role, and they the studio really had to be convinced to make her the lead. I think that works though for the show because you're not like I know that actor exactly. from a thing i think that's yeah. yeah and just the the way she talks about the schedule was just punishing she had to because she's a dancer by trade oh, as right, well yeah. so she had to learn martial arts and the she does all pretty much all her own stunts in that and oh, okay. insane stunts where you know i know that angelina jolie was quite known for doing stunts or her own stunts salt in, Wanted. Yeah, there you go. You know Other all movies. those ones. i don't really know your brain is like a palace of useless facts thank you Thanks. No worries. Anyway, <laughs> we're nearly finished. Two minutes to go. Yeah. And so it's just really interesting to hear back when, you know, women weren't really known for doing their own stunts. She They did all of this crazy stuff because she was kind of an unknown actress. Yeah, and right. she worked like 18-hour days. She barely slept. She just like – it was just this crazy, crazy – um, adventure she went on and she wasn't even she told this story how she didn't even really know how famous she was she just one day went to the shops and then just got like mobbed basically yeah right yeah and just because she hadn't been out for so long because she was working 18 hour days like yeah think about how long that is like crazy so um that's kind of gorgeous to listen to so i'd recommend okay. that podcast I gotta, I gotta listen to that show i, I really like david Tennant. Yeah. yeah i would recommend those two to jump in first the ian mccallum one was quite interesting but it kind of waffled sometimes it's waffly because they're friends of his he doesn't kind of keep him on track Not yeah like right me, okay you in the show sure <laughs> yeah keep me accountable <laughs> yeah. any other records before we finish no we have to wrap it up let's have a end of the podcast all right oh i just want to say one more thing I recommend a tea cozy for your teapot because it's, it's winter. <laughs> I recommend using a here. kettle. <laughs> no, but I'm in the studio and there's no kettle out here. So it's a fair point. I use it I recommend buying a kettle, buying a second kettle. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could have it, but there's no water tap. That's a good point. I recommend getting <laughs> water <laughs> no, installed. we've only got 30 seconds left. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you can find Claire at Mrs. Sunday Movies, but more importantly on your Instagram. Yeah, I really don't use Twitter very much anymore. Yeah. I just use Instagram at... Claire Twenty, yep, and I'm Mr. Sunday Movies across all platforms. Hello. Uh, what are you? What are you bloody up to? What are, What are people doing? It can be anything. Like it can be a, a, a food. It can be a restaurant. It can be a fun time. It can be a book. It can be a memory you've had. <laughs> tell us about. Tell us all your memories, memory. your childhood memories. No, tell us stuff that you're doing. So if yeah. it's like reading, watching, listening to stuff, but also, for instance, James is really into his fitness. And he's got fitness recommendations, yeah. I feel. If you want to be miserable. At some point. Eat well and don't drink. Yeah. yeah. Or eat no sugar or bread. Ugh. So I made that, sh- that cake with coconut sugar and you've been smashing it. I've been into it. Yeah, you've been eating a lot. Oh. I don't know if that really counts. Well, it does. Delightful. All right. This is being us. It has. Oh, yeah, we're married. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> All okay. right. Uh, see you next time. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.